turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Good evening. Happy Friday Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite day of the week. Glad to have you all here with us tonight. I didn't hear any explosions coming out of Miami last night. There might have been a lot of gas being spewed, a lot of hot air on the stage, but not a whole lot of explosions. I'm going to give my rundown of what I think of last night. A lot of people are thinking, why should we still think about last night? We've got uh, the headliners tonight, or actually beginning now in tonight's Democrat debate, because I'm not thinking that we should discount anybody that debated last night, because um, I I just think that that it's anybody's race. You know, people counted Trump out back in 2016 when there were 17 people on the stage, particularly after what happened in that first debate. People were like, he's toast, he's dead, it ain't happening. And they started, I don't even remember who they were pushing, but there were a lot of people that really thought, I I don't even think it was Ted Cruz at that point, but there were people that just said, no way is President Trump going to get the nomination. So I don't want to count anybody out. I'm going to give you guys my perspective because it's also about a perspective about the Democrat Party itself. But I would love to hear from you guys. 888-344-1170. We've got Jesse Jane Duff who's going to be here. A lot of people talking today about Tulsi Gabbard and, oh, she's this former military. And boy, didn't she trot that out last night. She did like an impersonation of McCain trying to use that military service uh, to, you know, gain political points. I got Jesse Jane Duff, gunnery sergeant, who's going to be here in a little bit to talk about last night's debate and the border crisis. And then we got my brother Ed Martin's going to be here because in addition to being a great talk show host that you hear every night here at 9 p.m., he's also a comma JD. He's an attorney. And I wanted him specifically, him to call in tonight and talk about this SCOTUS ruling with that Judas John Roberts and what they did today with that census ruling. And I want you guys to hear from Ed Martin. But before that, you got to hear from my, my other partner in crime, my buddy DJ Carrot Sticks. can really share it. Give it up for DJ Carrot. I was going to say, well, it'll filter down once some of the scandals come out about the candidates for the Democrats. But I think people already know all the scandals and the Democrat people don't care. No, they don't care because if they cared anything about scandals, Joe Biden wouldn't be on the stage tonight. We still have this kook, this E. Jean Carroll, that's being heralded as some kind of credible accuser who's out hustling a book. Uh, Meanwhile, we've got creepy Uncle Joe who fondles 10-year-old girls in public at press conferences and at public events when these girls are held hostage. And and I'm specifically using that word fondled. No, not their personal parts, but you don't put your hands – We've all seen the videos. If the left cared about uh, the um, treatment of women, if the left cared about any of the scandals they supposedly care about, like immigration, none of these Joe Biden wouldn't be on the stage tonight. Absolutely not. If they cared about foreign interference, Joe Biden wouldn't be on the stage tonight. If NBC had even remotely any credibility as a media outlet and and, and an outlet that should be doing moderations of debate, uh, they would ask Joe Biden out the gate for him to explain himself for these China deals that he got that he got for his son, Hunter Biden. He would also be asked about his de- dealings with Ukraine and threatening Ukraine in order to get a prosecutor of his son to be to be fired. 
But anyway, I don't want to spend too much time. I, I want to get into last night's debate a little bit and give you give you my thoughts. First of all, I think that whenever we evaluate uh, debates, we have to evaluate, you know, in all candidates, and we have to evaluate them on the basis of uh, their appearance, first of all. Who's got the it factor? Because these people, whether it's last night's 10 people or whether it's tonight's 10, they got to go up against a man, Donald Trump, who going into – Finishing up his first term is still drawing record crowds in stadiums. Over 100,000 people wanted to be in Orlando last week in Florida at the same time that the left was trying to push out the nonsense that he was underwater all over the country. So one of these people from last night to tonight has to be has to have the it factor to be able to, to draw that kind of crowds, to be able to create and generate that kind of followership. So we got to look at it from that standpoint. We also have to look at it from the ability to debate and articulate, be, be, be quick on their feet. How persuasive are they in the moment? And then we have to evaluate them from a policy standpoint. So when I'm looking at it last night, first of all, I did not see one person on that stage, not one person who could even come close to taking on President Trump, especially Elizabeth Warren. In fact, I have a theory that the reason why they gave her so much airtime, the reason why they pushed her out so much out front is because they like her on policy, but they know that she is nails on a chalkboard in terms of her personality, her lack of it factor, her lack of charisma. The fact that there is nobody in this country that does not know that she lied from uh, job applications to a law license in Texas and beyond pretending Pretending to be a a minority for gain, that's fraud. That she committed fraud and did it off the backs of a minority group in this country. So that's that gets her out of it. A lot of people today were saying, another observation is, oh, Gabby, uh, Tulsi Gabbard was the most Googled person after after the debate, as though somehow that means that automatically, you know, that she's going to get the nomination or that she ended up winning the night out of 10. First of all, as I already said, the big winner from last night was clearly President Trump. Um, but I don't think so at all. I don't think that she even remotely has a chance at beating Trump. She looked like a deer in the headlights. I used to judge high school forensic debates, and I've seen better debating skills out of seventh graders, and I am not even exaggerating. Then on top of it, her first question that comes to her about equal pay, and she starts, talk, she, she starts talking about her, her time in the military and, you know, and how you know, we can't have Trump anymore because endless wars and regime changes, which is a complete disconnect from the reality of who President Trump is. Uh, you know, and then her nonsense about equal pay. This is a woman that got paid equally in the military. What's she yammering about? It's nonsense. It's It's stupidity. Uh, so I, I, I'm not even remotely concerned about her. <clears throat> then you add in the fact that when she was talking about trying to use her expertise in the military as to, you know, to try to John McCain the situation, she's talking about how we need to, we need to pull completely out of uh, Afghanistan. We need to go, we need to go, um, uh, isolationist. And this guy, Congressman Ryan's like, well, you know, we need, we need to take the fight to the people that took down our Twin Towers. And then she says, well, no, that was Al-Qaeda who took down the Twin Towers. And it's like, well, thank you, lady, for telling the American people that you don't have a clue. You don't have any appreciation for the ideology that took down those Twin Towers. Because it does not matter whether it's Al-Qaeda. It doesn't matter whether it's Taliban. It doesn't matter which particular Boko Haram or what particular brand that they've got on their shirts, okay? It wasn't Al-Qaeda either. 
who used pressure cookers and destroyed bodies and maimed Americans in Boston. It wasn't Al-Qaeda either who shot up and killed 49 gay people at the Pulse nightclub. It wasn't Al-Qaeda either who shot up Fort Hood and Mr. Warrior for Allah. So she did herself some damage because part of the reason why President Trump was elected was not to just deal with this crisis at the border, but to take on the threat that was radical Islam. So I tell you who I think, I tell you who I think actually what did, if there was anybody on the stage who might possibly have a chance to take on Trump, it would be the one, and I don't believe so because I, I think that while he might have been right and, on some insight and, white, and right on a couple of things, he's completely lacking in the other categories I talked about, persuasiveness, debating skills, and the it factor. But it's this Congressman Ryan. Because one of the things that he talked about was he says, we're not going to win unless we reconnect with the working man out there, unless we become a party of the working man. We got to stop catering to the coastals and the elites, and we got to figure out how we can reconnect back with the working man. And I thought, ooh, snap. We don't need to hear any more. We, we Republicans, we don't need to hear any more from that from anybody because you know what? You know what? That's exactly dead-on analysis for his party. He gets it. That's somebody who, like Trump, has his finger on the pulse of what's really going on in this country. And who's really going to win the elections? That's a man who gets it. He said, we better become a working-class party. And you know what? He didn't give any answer or didn't try to give any answer in any tortured Espanol. I haven't even gotten into that. Que onda? You know, and, and we even, I, I'm sitting there thinking, are you kidding me? Beto O'Rourke gives his first answer in Spanish? That's one of the things everybody's been talking about today. While Bill de Blasio and Beto O'Rourke are talking about how President Trump needs to be held accountable for working with foreign governments, we have a United States of America presidential debate with candidates speaking in Spanish? Catering to illegals in this country and something that uh, Miss, uh, what's her name? The one who used a comb to eat a salad, Klobuchar. She says in talking about how they're going to reach the Hispanic vote, because everybody's just talking about the, the tortured Spanish that Booker and other used. Nobody's talking about the fact that Klobuchar says when dealing with the Hispanic people and getting them to vote that she wants everyone to vote in this country. That's why they want open borders. I'm going to take a break in a minute and bring in Jesse Jane Duff, but I'm going to, I, we've got a caller holding who's um, from New Orleans. New Orleans was mentioned last night. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a second. Bill from New Orleans, former Navy, wants to call in and weigh in on last night's debate. Hey, Bill, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Andrea, how are you doing? Good, thanks. What's on your mind, my friend? What were your thoughts? First of all, I appreciate what you're doing. A lot of people don't realize how much work goes into putting on the, uh, the, uh, program that you have to do show prep and yeah. making sure that i mean thank you very much for all you do oh thank you i want to i want to uh just weigh in on two things one unrelated to the topic you're talking about now but the, to talk about the debate uh we can't take any of it for granted but i'm, I'm glad that a lot of these candidates are getting airtime because it'll give them an opportunity to lay out uh, where they're coming from. And even if we don't see any of them as viable, I think we should not forget 1992. That's true. I was on active, I was on, uh, active duty. Uh, George H.W. Bush had a phenomenal lead. And then it was the read my lips mm-hmm. 
you know, no more new taxes. But he was baited. A lot of people don't realize he was baited into that uh, answer. But that's neither here nor there. You never know how things will go and the 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 uh, meteoric rise of uh you know bill clinton mm-hmm. took the day and by the way clinton did not win um over 50 percent of the vote in either in either case because he had that third party candidate yeah we had uh, uh, mr big ears vote. what ross perot so that's right we cannot forget history so we have to keep the pressure on and now to, to the answer about who won last night, I don't think that we should be talking about who won. I think we should really be paying attention to the ideology that's going forth. I, I mm-hmm. do think that uh, Klobuchar did make some good points. Um, they're talking about Beto O'Rourke, you know, really fell on his sword and this, that, and the other. That's neither here nor there. I really believe that uh, we need to pay attention to what these candidates are saying mm-hmm. and then get the word out to where we're uh, rallying the the base for them to see. And regardless of political affiliation, even if the Democrats, there are a lot of conservative Democrats that don't like the direction that the, their party is going in, so they are going to listen. When I ran for Congress, I had a good number of Democrats that supported my candidacy and were very helpful. Mm-hmm. So I good don't think points. we should discount that. Good points. <laughs> I got to leave it there, Bill. Thank you for calling in because we got to take a break. That's absolutely, we cannot, that's what I'm talking about last night's debate. We can't say, oh, none of them, you know, we, we got to discount them. We don't know who's going to end up being the nominee. But also what was said in last night's debate is, a t- does tell us where the Democrat Party stands. And we're going to continue to discuss that with the real military fabulous gal, Jesse Jane Duff. When we come back, don't go anywhere. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea K here, recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley, is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand a costly, devastating seven year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are for students to discover their gifts and talents to excel and be all they can be i'm sure you agree purchase your copy of facing reality in american education today at amazon.com fm 96.1 am 1170 the answer this is andrea k for move america forward with independence day on the horizon we look forward to summer weather and barbecues fun at the beach and our parks but the members of our military who are stationed overseas will have a very different experience. There are no beach parties for them, no cookouts, and no time with loved ones celebrating the very freedoms they provide for us. That's why it's so important to take just a moment to show them that they are not forgotten. Move America Forward is an incredible organization that assembles and ships care packs to our military members. They contain gourmet coffee, beef jerky, candy, Gatorade, personal care items, and just so much more. Because the littlest thing all means the world because it's a great feeling to know that 
everybody understands what you're going through. Your tax-deductible donation of $500 since 20 soldier care packs, $250 since 10, $100 since 4, $50 since 2, and an individual care pack is just $25. There's no 7-Eleven. There's no Circle K. There's no gas station to go get a soda. There's no place to go get a cheeseburger. There's 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 none of that aspects. And when you open that box up, it's, it's amazing feeling. My God, this is going to be awesome. It brings smiles to their faces and, yes, even tears to their eyes. Call now. Toll free. 855-787-6677. That's 855-787-6677. Or give online at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. And while they last, each $100 donation earns a $20 gift certificate for Richard Walker's Pancake House with two locations in La Jolla and San Diego. Donate $500 and you and a guest can sit in on one of my upcoming shows here on The Answer San Diego. Call now, toll free, 855-787-6677. That's 855-787-6677. Or give online at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Sun Garden Terrace, license number 374-603-437. Sylvia taught school for 25 years before retiring and traveling the world with her beloved husband before he passed. My kids put me in here, and I thought, oh, great. They shuffled me off. But after I got here, the people were so wonderful. Sylvia found the perfect place where she could meet new friends and enjoy the activities. I enjoy the card games. If I win anything, <laughs> if I don't win anything, I don't enjoy it as much, but I do do enjoy the activities, and there's a nice variety, so you don't get tired or bored. Sun Garden Terrace customizes individual care and activities based on the unique aspects and abilities of your loved one. You're invited to take a tour, see the renovation of their welcoming memory care wing, and join them for lunch. Visit SunGardenTerrace.com or call 619-464-CARE. Sun Garden Terrace, because there's such a lot of living to do. Call 619-464-CARE. FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Andrea K. bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Hola, mi amigas. Bienvenidas a Andrea K. Show. Did I say that right, DJ Sticks? Sounded right. Yeah, did it. Si. Si, si, senor. Seriously, I tried to learn Spanish years ago. One of my old buddies who grew up in TJ tried to teach me. It was a complete disaster. I took French for five years. I can't speak that either. Um, And you know what? I shouldn't have to because this is America. Okay? This is ridiculous. The party of inclusion last night is speaking Spanish. So who all did they, they exclude? Everybody who speaks Italian, French, German, or how about English in this country? Joining me now, uh, to we uh, before the break, we were talking about wrapping up last night's debate. I think it is important we continue to talk about it because this is who the Democrat Party is. But we also have to talk about updates on happening on the border. And enough of talking about that Tulsi Gabbard. Let's talk to a real woman who served in the military, who's right on policy. It's Gunnery Sergeant, U.S. Marine Corps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesse Jane Duff. She's also a senior fellow at the London Center for Policy Research. Hey, Jesse Jane Duff, welcome back to the show. 
Hey, thank you so much for having me. Um, I know it's probably not, oh, no, maybe it is as hot out there as it is here. We hit almost 100 today. I think it's because of all the heats the Democrats brought to the city. (laughs) Uh, Probably so. A lot of heat, a lot of hot air. Um, I was giving my recap of it last night. I think that if there was anybody, everybody's talking today about Tulsi Gabbard, Tucker had her on, that, you know, she was the voice of reason. I, I don't think so at all. In fact, I don't think she's got any shot at beating Trump. I don't know why anybody's saying that today. I think if there was anybody who was the voice of reason, it was Congressman Ryan who was saying, hey, Democrats, we need to wake up and start talking to the people in the middle of the country if we ever want to get their vote back. Um, but, you know, really, overall, what they did, they, some people are saying that there was a lot of disagreement last night between the Democrats because some wanted a, a straight Medicare for all. Some wanted a public op- option as well as private insurance. At the end of the day, they all ultimately want – here's what they all had in common. They all ultimately want government completely controlling our health care system. They want abortion with no limitations whatsoever for whatever reason they want. Woman's in the middle of giving birth and, oh, what, you know, I'm not sure I want to have this baby after all. Can you conk it in the head and take it out for me? Um, they want uh, to uh, – it's it's was – over and over and over again, a Marxist message that we've got to tax the rich it's rich at 70%. In fact, de Blasio said, to me, the quote of the night was, uh, we can pay for all these programs. He says, Jesse Jane Duff, he says, we have plenty of money. It's just in the wrong hands. Well, you know, if this was a Republican debate, they wouldn't have been let off the hook so easily. Warren, O'Rourke, de Blasio, if they were all Republicans, the first question out of each of the newscast mouth would have been, so let's talk about your fraudulent heritage claims. Oh, you know, yeah. you explain to us how you had done that, uh, Elizabeth Warren. Oh, and O'Rourke, who goes likes to go by Beto, uh, your DUI and you're attempting to leave the scene. Can you address that so that our audience feels more comfortable that you're not going to leave the scene in the White House? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, how about you, de Blasio, about your wife and the hundreds of missing taxpayer dollars at the hands of your wife? I mean, this is this was softball. Yeah. This was softball. And then the, the, the patronizing of speaking Spanish mm. that obviously everybody recognized was to patronize to one group. And while uh, President Trump's approval ratings among Latinos has actually hit over 50 percent, and this has been in repetitive polling, what they don't understand is that multiple Latinos who are here legally do not letting people over the borders illegal as benefiting their population. Because like all Americans, it undermines the wages of those that are here legally because you now can start paying people under the table who will do a job for less money because you don't have to, you can avoid paying taxes on them. Mm -hmm. It does not benefit any American who's here legally who is trying to work the system through the legal process. Mm -hmm. But they all played softball. It was insulting because when you're talking about the United States and trying to say how bad we have it when we have the lowest unemployment rating ever among every group, every single group. And yeah. women have the lowest unemployment rating in 66 years. And why is that? Uh, why is it 66 years, people? Let's go back. We just celebrated the, not celebrated, we remembered D-Day, the 75th anniversary, because every American woman had to go to work to build the planes, the trains, the mm-hmm. automobiles, and everything else in this country in order to sustain the economy. So what I'm getting at is, is that they're over here painting this doom and gloom and you don't have it well picture. The fact of the matter is Americans are roaring back and to convince
convince them how bad they have it, it's going to be, be a very difficult argument for anyone to buy into. Yeah, and I think they know that. And I think that's why, hey, uh, listen up, African-American community. Did you hear anybody, them talking last night to you? Did you hear any? Well, we, right? I didn't well, hear. We did I hear one claim he's raising a black son so that well, he could get some points there. Yeah. Right? Oh, oh and, and, and following your train of thought. With that. Right. Well, can yeah. you imagine if a Republican had done that? What they would have oh, done to him course. if he had said, I've got a black of son? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they went after John McCain for adopting a, wom- a young woman at the time. She was a little girl from in- uh, was it India, as I recall. So we're sitting here now with this double standard that they didn't hold them up to what everyone's talking about with them. And here we're listening to this 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 ridiculousness. When you're looking at Cory Booker and he's not even addressing that there were seven murders what in the past week in his own district. You know, they're talking about gun control like that's the solution when Americans needed to be able to defend themselves. Please tell this to the border states where illegals are coming across all the time mm-hmm. and they have to protect their own property, as you all know, down in San Diego area. Yeah. This is just this has gone upside down. This is bizarro world. I mean, right. this is a comic strip if it wasn't really happening. Right. And if they were not allowed to get away with the lies and the lies and the lies, you know, it's it's absolutely astounding that, you know, it, and it concerns me that there are Americans watching this that, you know, last night that might have believed. I mean, some of the stats that were thrown out to justify medical care for, you know, uh, universal health care, um, the lies thrown out about President Trump. They didn't talk much about him last night which was good. But I mean, it's just the propaganda that's being pushed out there because the reality well, is like right now they're all using uh, immigration and the open borders and they've been using for days now, or at least for, for the last day, that picture of a father and, and a young gal who died at the border. And the, the reality is, and we would be hearing this tonight and I'm, and I'm recording tonight's debate. We'll hear if anybody calls out Biden for the truth, for the fact that as Breitbart reported, deaths along the border are down significantly under the Trump administration versus the the Biden uh, and uh, Obama. Obama era. During Obama's okay. two-term presidency, border deaths range from 251 to 471 per year. It's dropped significantly to like 280. I mean, that's still a lot of people dying at the but, border. But, but what you didn't hear last night, that last night, which was true, Jesse Jane Duff, is they literally blamed Trump and said Trump was the reason for the escalation for all these people flooding across our borders. And I'm like, who would believe that nonsense? They're the ones that... that created this crisis that they denied was was a crisis at all they've enticed these people to come here they're refusing to do anything to stop it they've actually created legislation that does entice them here while they've refused to build a wall refused to do anything with the with asylum laws to stop it from happening and they didn't even want to fund until today beds or anything to take care of these people Yes. Just a few weeks ago, they were declaring on every major network, aside from probably Fox News, and even Fox News has gained a lot of traction with uh, the uh, Democrats, I would assume. But when you're looking at what they're talking about, they say it's not a humanitarian crisis. This is a made-up crisis. They were trying to essentially say that President Trump was lying. And now that young, that young man, that it was a two-year-old little girl, mm. what had happened was he had put her on the shore of the Rio Grande on the U.S. side. He went back to go get his wife, and the little girl panicked and jumped in 
in the water to go back after her father. And when she grabbed onto him, obviously the current started to sweep her away, and he went down with her. It's horrible. It is absolutely horrible. And Democrats, I'll be darned if you're going to put this on President Mm -hmm. Trump, because under the Obama era, they started allowing all of these people to get amnesty as long as they came over with a child. So the coyotes, which I was in the White House for a briefing, and Mark Short flat out told us what these coyotes are doing. They're getting the parents down in South America, Central America, and giving them money to use the child, to portray this child as a family member so they can get these units over to be granted amnesty temporarily Mm -hmm. so that they can get a hearing, I should say. And then the child goes back home and they start the process all over again. Essentially, we created a system that's encouraging human trafficking, that's accused of uh, basically persuading sexual assault because the men no longer can just get over the border. They have to have the wife. They have to have the child. Mm-hmm. And everyone's coming over for this. And now this quote-unquote manufactured crisis was actually manufactured under the Obama administration. I dare to say every president and every Democrat has spoken out against illegal immigration. We've all seen the footage of it. But yet now President Trump is at fault. We are hitting record numbers because of our own laws that started under the Obama administration that allowed this amnesty hearing process that we cannot maintain. You have thousands coming over a day in some cases. We're hitting record highs. Yeah, and it's and not they just know exactly, yeah. They know what they're doing? Absolutely, and it's not just Central America anymore. We've got a bunch of Somalis coming in. There's from all uh, from um, was it the Congo recently? Where we've oh, got this has been caught coming over. They stopped yeah. them down in Central America. Not only that, wasn't it a girl from India was found in the desert of Arizona dead? A young little girl. I mean, we have now people that are trying to blend in with the immigrants or illegal immigrants coming over, or migrants as they're called. I mean, we keep changing the language here. But the migrants that are coming over, they're trying to blend in. Why wouldn't terrorists try to come over this way? Keep in mind, not everybody who's coming over illegally is a criminal, but criminals definitely have to come over illegally. This is a no-brainer. They cannot try to go through the process um, legally because they know that they would not qualify. Absolutely. And it's an outrage with this bill that we had to struggle and fight. And it wasn't until that father and the child were seen on the cover of the newspaper the following morning that the, the Democrats reluctantly acquiesced in authorizing $4.5 billion mm-hmm. to go to, or $4.6 billion to assist in this, but yet they're resisting and supporting ICE. They're doing everything they can to undermine right. ICE. None of the money can be used to help remove anybody from the country. That's right. And they, and one of the things they talked about in last night's debate was they created this crisis, and now the solution is to prey upon our hearts and tell us that if you don't want to decriminalize illegals coming here, you're, you're a hateful person who wants baby to drown in the Rio Grande, no, and they know good and dang well the trafficking involved, the gang members coming across, uh, the terrorists that could be coming through, those with Ebola and others. There was a, I'm going I'm to say something crude and horrifying, but there was a 10-year-old girl from Somalia, I believe, who had 20 different types of semen in her, a 10-year-old girl. This is what's oh. happening that the Democrats don't care about. They're pretending that they care about children. They don't care about children. Just like yesterday, we talked about these employees from Wayfair decided to walk out because they didn't want their company to provide beds well you supposedly care about these kids what do you want them to do sleep on rocks yeah 
Ooh, girl. You know, that's, that was Wayfair should be ashamed. Those employees, not the company itself, yes. but those employees should be ashamed of themselves. I'm actually surprised that they just didn't all get a walking slip because there's they plenty of have. Americans who would love that job. You know, when you're looking at this, when you talk about what the coyotes are doing and people just, it's not that hard to look this information up. They can see that the human trafficking toll, women are raped multiple times from each point to each mm-hmm. point. Coyotes will drop them in Texas right before a checkpoint that's about, what, a roughly eight miles away from the border. Tell them they have to get around the checkpoint. It's a 30-minute walk. Give them a gallon of water. Turns out it's a three- or four-day walk. Uh, and many awesome. of the, and they have the rape trees that are found in Texas. And it's basically the rape tree. You will see a discarded item from the female that they've raped, such as a bra or a shirt or underwear or something of that sort. And one woman in Texas spoke about how she sees these rape trees all over her property. It's horrible. They basically are savagely abusing the women and children and it is not the American dream. That is not how we want people to come here. And to say that President Trump is anti-immigrant is absolutely a false argument that even that Telemundo tried to suggest in an interview with him. He says, no, illegal That's immigrant. right. He is increasing the opportunity for legal immigrants who bring something to this country to become citizens, to get work visas. Right. How could this man be against immigrants if he's married to two of them? Exactly. Good points. Jesse Jane Duff. Always phenomenal to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you, Motivator. Bye-bye. All right, bye now. All right, now stay tuned because we got to talk SCOTUS when we come back from the break. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AV Areas offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AV Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Hi, friends. Do you work with an investment advisor or do you work with a broker? Well, investment advisors are bound to a fiduciary standard that was established as part of the Investment Advisors Act of 1940. The act is pretty specific, and it tells us what a fiduciary is. And basically, it means that an advisor must place the interests of the client first. It consists of a duty of loyalty and care, and it simply means that the advisor must always act in the best interest of his or her client. It also means that an advisor must do his best to make sure that the investment advice that is given is using accurate and complete information. So friends, do you work with a registered investment advisor that has a fiduciary standard or do you work with a broker that's earning commissions? If you'd like to talk about it, make sure you give me a call for your free consultation. 800-727-PLAN. 800-727-7526. I'm the retirement professor, Marty Schneider. 800-727-PLAN. There might be danger lurking inside your electrical panel, and you might not even know it. 
Hi, I'm Romo, field manager at ER Electric. In the last 20 years of working in the field, I've met many homeowners unaware of the potential hazards that exist in their electrical system. A simple electrical panel inspection tune-up can be the solution to save you a lot of trouble, inconvenience, and money. Don't risk putting your family and house in danger. If you're experiencing flickering or dimming lights, partial power, or high electrical bills, you could have an outdated electrical system. ER Electric is offering you a free electrical panel tune-up inspection when you call us at 858-877-8229. Call us now and schedule your appointment, and I will personally take your call. 858-877-8229. At ER Electric, we put the safety of your family and home ahead of profits. Call now, 858-877-8229, or visit erelectricsd.com. The Fed announced that they won't be raising rates until at least 2020, so we're back in the threes on a home mortgage. You heard it right, we're back in the threes. Now's the right time to get you into the threes on a 30-year fixed mortgage. Ken Tyler here, president of Right Choice Mortgage, a privately owned direct lender. We stand out in the mortgage business. We've created products that nobody else has, like mortgages for the self-employed starting in the threes. Have you recently filed a bankruptcy, short sell, or foreclosure? Even if you're one day out, we have mortgages starting in the threes. Or how about getting cash out on your investment property so you can buy another one, starting in the fours? Specialty loans go all the way up to $25 million, so bring them big and small. My top agent, Sergio, is standing by at 833-886-3863. That's 833-886-FUND. Make the right choice. We'll get you what you need. Let's update your mortgage today at 833-886-3863. 833-886-FUND. Retroid Mortgage is licensed by the BRE 01943736 and NLS 1132583 and is an equal opportunity lender. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Bonsoir, mes amis. I'm wondering if tonight, I'm not watching tonight's debate. I got a recording. I'm going to listen back a little bit later. I'm wondering what other languages are being spoken tonight. What other identity groups is the, the Democrats trying to pander to? Um... Thanks for being with me tonight. I called on my brother, Ed Martin, whose show you guys got to listen to him at nine o'clock every night. I called on him today. I said, Ed, I need you to call in the show tonight because in addition to being a great radio talk show host, he's also one of them shady, shifty attorneys. <laughs> he's like a shady, shifty attorney. So I, and, and there was some shady, shifty attorney shenanigans coming out of SCOTUS today, and he's here to help us understand it. Um, Hola, uh, mi amiga. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. So what first happened? First of all, I can tell you, I was watching the debate, and there's been a little uh, bit of Spanish, but also uh, Marianne Williamson is uh, talking yoga or something. She's talking some kind of uh, we need to all get uh, healthy or something. It's quite a thing. You'll, have to, you'll enjoy it later. But anyway, <laughs> but it, it, was, it, was, it was a big day on the Supreme Court. You know, two decisions, and Chief Justice John Roberts at the, at the center of both. The first one was a gerrymandering case, Andrew, where the Supreme Court basically said, don't come to the courts to tell us about each of the states redrawing their congressional districts or their state house and state senate districts. That's a fight for each state. And, 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 and actually, the court even said, if Congress wants to get involved in that, they can. But the courts, the federal courts, shouldn't be doing it. So that was a big decision. So so-called gerrymandering. Case, Did you agree which, with um, it? 
Yeah, I did agree with it. And I think okay. it was a conservative move. And it was what uh, the liberals want to let the judges, you know, unelected, unaccountable judges decide, you know, how to redraw and draw districts. So that was a good decision, five to four. Okay. The second decision was five to four. And Chief Justice Roberts wrote for the majority. The majority said this. This is the citizenship question. It said this. It said, yes, you can answer this. You can ask about citizenship on the census. That's allowed. But then the court went on, and this is where it got squishy. Five to four, five liberals, well, including Roberts in this case, said, said, well, and said, but the Commerce Secretary Ross didn't explain well enough why he was doing that, and therefore he needs to go back and do it again. And so they remanded the case down to an Obama-appointed judge <laughs> in the courts where there's lots of liberal uh, law groups and all. And, and you know, you, you can always look at a decision like that and you just have to read Clarence Thomas's dissent mm -hmm. and you'll know exactly what you should be thinking. And Thomas basically said, hold on, you know, we all agreed that citizenship is appropriate. There's nothing wrong with that. But now you're creating some sort of new burden based mm -hmm. on the administra administrative state to try to justify why it is. If you do that, you're going to always be kind of digging into, you know, mind reading and right. what was the real intention. So so it was a disappointment. And here's the great news, though. A minutes, about an hour after the, the decisions came down, uh, Donald Trump put out on Twitter and, uh, and two or three tweets in a row and said, I've instructed our lawyers to delay the census. We're going to get this settled because I want the question on there and we're not going to give up because that's immediately what I thought is that the left and the establishment, the political class is trying to play out the string and have this, you know, the census go forward and not ask this question broadly. So Trump has said he's not going to give up. Good. He's going to keep going and he can. And, you know, he can. There's nothing that says except in, in Washington, D.C., where they think they need nine months to print things, you know, that they have to start on July 1st to print something for April 2nd. You know, it's time they can figure it out in the next three months and uh, get it done. So that was the big decision today. Well, you know, uh, it just I'm glad to have, the reason why I wanted you versus some straight uh, other legal analyst is because you understand the politics of everything happening. And yeah. so you can bring you can bring that to it beside besides just giving me straight up. Well, here's how the court works or, or kind of thing. And I think it's pretty clear that John Roberts is it's yeah. like he manufactured. It's kind of like Obamacare. I mean, they they said that Obamacare was not a tax in order for it to be right for the for the court to hear it. And then Roberts turns around and says that Obamacare is lawful because it's a tax. I mean, this guy yeah. is constantly twisting himself into a pretzel to justify. Um, the, his liberalism. If it's if it's legal to ask for citizenship on the census, I don't care how Wilbur Ross phrased it. I don't care what his explanations were. Either it's appropriate or it's not. Done. Over and out. Excuse, I, excuse me. I think, I think no, no, I'm here. I'm sorry. Excuse me, Andrew. I think you're exactly right. Here's what I would say. Um, I'd say two things. One is you're exactly right. And Chief Justice Roberts now has shown. If you like him, you say something like, well, he's worried about the court appearing to be too partisan and too and all that. If you don't like him, you say he's flim flam and all around the middle. And but here's what I would say even more significantly. At this point in our history, we're aware of more than ever of the details of these things. We know in real time, you know, I mean, I watch a blog, it's called SCOTUS blog. And there's literally somebody in the court as the opinions handed down and you're, you within minutes, you have a sense of it. We, we have an awareness of what's happening in real time. And it feels like to me too, that, that, that John Roberts is sort of manipulating the process mm -hmm. to, to try to be uh, king of the world. Now, it, let me say this. 
in the past, has there been other justices that have done that? Of course, right? I mean, I think these are human beings, and it's and it's not. It shouldn't be a surprise. But remember, John Roberts got on the court by saying, "I just call balls and strikes. I, uh, I don't. Yeah. The umpire has not him, and I, uh-huh. it doesn't look like that to me now. No, no, not at all. Um, uh, anything before I got to let you go in like thirty seconds? Highlights so far from tonight's debate. Well, I just I have to tell you, um, Biden looks uh, stumbling and stuttering a bit. And uh, and I, I think that's the takeaway. And Kamala Harris looks strong. She uh, she you know, it's not my cup of tea, her policies, but she's strong. And Bernie looks like Bernie. So, um, you know, I think uh, the heavyweights uh, are still in play. Uh, Kamala Harris and uh, Kirsten Gillibrand is like yelping a lot and interrupting. And that's kind of Eric Swalwell, as my wife said, looks like he had a stroke. So I, it's not fun. You got you to want to watch it on the video page. So well, so I'm going to go watch it. You know, I mean, Swalwell, you know, he's not, he, you know, he tried the, the nose hair trimming video. He tried to revive himself that way. He's tried, you know, he did a hair, you know, you, you can't, you can't really do a whole lot of tricks. You know, when no, you get to no, these debate right. stage, you know, and it's tough and it really <laughs> separates the, the wheat from the chaff. So anyway, thank you yeah. for being here, Ed Martin. Now, y'all All listen right, to Ed tonight too. at nine o'clock. All right. Thanks, bud. Thank you. All right. Now, stay tuned. We got more to cover here on the Andrea K. Show. We're going to be right back. Don't go anywhere. It ain't time to say ori vori. It ain't time to say au revoir. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. FM 96.1. AM 1170. The Answer. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour. A tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity. With expert guides and important lectures at key sites, We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. An extraordinary adventure to Israel can be yours. Join the Stand with Israel tour with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher happening December 2nd through the 11th, 2019. Learn more today at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. That's TheAnswerSanDiego.com. June is Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month, and the Alzheimer's Association of San Diego and Imperial Counties wants to share its mission to eliminate Alzheimer's disease through the advancement of research, to provide and enhance care and support for all affected, and to reduce the risk of dementia through the promotion of brain health. 
The Alzheimer's Association serves our community through free classes, support groups, individual consultations in person, or via a 24-7 helpline at 1-800-272-3900. The association serves more than 60,000 people in San Diego and Imperial counties who are affected by Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia. Classes on subjects such as the 10 warning signs of Alzheimer's and how to communicate with people affected are presented regularly all across the county. If you're a caregiver or concerned about memory loss in your yourself or a loved one, call 1-800-272-3900 or visit alz.org today. That's 1-800-272-3900. That's 1-800-272-3900. Bill Holland with the answer on Wall Street. Stocks higher all day into that way. Advances two to one ahead of declines. But Boeing down 11 cut 80 points off the Dow. The FAA found a new excuse to avoid making the call on the 737 MAX. Could it be CYA? Boeing says, well, maybe in September. Yeah, but which year? Uh, the year-old China trade soccer resumes. China says it doesn't need exports to be prosperous with its population. President Trump says failure here will ramp up tariffs on all Chinese imports. We'll test that theory. Maybe it's all just out of the deal showdown time posturing. But as we have a 5-to-1 advantage, China has a lot to lose. So it's not over yet. China may need a powerful economic lesson if it wants to play in this capitalist world. And this may just stretch out till November. Yeah, November 2020, that is. Bill Holland with the answer on the day on Wall Street. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Andrea K. Telling you like it is. All while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrew K. Show. Glad to have you all here with me uh, here in the studio. I've got the t- uh, different TV monitors set up from different stations, and I've had the volume off, obviously, for the debate. Uh, Brother Ed Martin from the Ed Martin Movement here at, at 9 o'clock, he was saying that he was watching tonight's debate, and he thought Kamala Harris was you know, doing quite the heavyweight. Well, I got the volume off, and she just looks too angry for me. Remember, I talked about it at the opening of the show. You've got to have that charisma that you'd be able to connect with the audience. You know, One of the things that Trump did so masterfully, that Bill Clinton did well, that Obama did well, is they could be fierce on policy, and even maybe do the finger thing, but they have a charm. They have the ability to interject lighthearted moments and not just be shrill, screaming and yelling the entire time. You know, it's just, you know, it, it, it just, it's not a good look. Right, DJ Carrot Sticks? No. Um, actually, one of, the thing, one of the things I always liked about Ronald Reagan was his use of comedy. Right. And he, and he did kind of self-deprecating comedy where he'd come up, make, come up and make fun of himself about being old or something. Yeah. And it, so it was likable. Right. There's a like, you've got to have a likability. You can be fierce and be strong, but it has to be interlaced with a likability. And that was a huge issue for Hillary Clinton. In addition to her, you know, her honesty issues that people had with her, which was well before everything that came out, she just didn't have any likability. And that was the issue for Elizabeth Warren last night. I think Tulsi Gabbard was missing a whole lot of the likability factor. There's just very few on the stage. I'm going to, I'm going to watch it tomorrow, but I don't see Kamala Harris with the likability factor. Who do you see that's got it, Kira Sticks? None of them, Any? really. I mean, none of them yet that, that I've seen in the debates. I I mean, I need to talk to some of my other friends that are, are Democrats, but I, I don't see anyone that stands out as somebody that's likable. Right. And I, would, I will tell you that I read some tweets from this Andrew Yang guy. I'm going to be curious to see him because his tweets last night were hilarious. I don't even know who he is. Um, I'm baffled at why this Marianne Williamson woman's up there. They're supposedly, you know, the 
B team debaters and the A team. I mean, is anybody believing that this woman, some former Oprah psychic new age gal, really has enough support from the American people to justify being at the top tier debate? No, this is them trying to make sure they got enough women on the stage, trying to pander with the same thing with this guy, Andrew Yang guy. I'd never even heard of him before. This is just more their nonsensical. We got to pander to the different identity groups. That's all that is. Um, I I just uh, saw a disturbing story. Uh, that came about. One of the things that we continue to talk about on the show is how the left in this country is it's it's gone well past just Facebook a few years ago. Um, you know, putting you in Facebook jail, you've sent out too many Facebook requests, and then they started shadow banning. Now it's at the point to where there is a, a concerted effort across more than just Facebook and Twitter to not just ban people, not just silence conservatives, but actually punish them financially from deplatforming from. Uh, not being able to run sponsored ads to then Laura Loomer and others got banned from PayPal, GoFundMe and beyond. There's a story out tonight uh, that Bank of America and then uh, Project Veritas uh, did a, did some videos and found that Chase admitted to not doing business with people for uh, political reasons. Now there's a story out tonight that Bank of America is ending its associations. And This article is from uh, Chicago WGN-TV saying the Bank of America will end its association with companies that provide prisoner and immigrant detention services at both the state and federal level. So this is basically like well, like the Wayfair story, where the, the employees at Wayfair said, well, you know, we're going to walk out if you're going to any, sell any beds to these uh, agencies that are providing the detention centers. Uh, at this point, um, uh, th- this is, I guess it's not, um, no companies. At the state and federal level, I thought maybe for a second it was to not do business or accept a government contract, but this is actually involving private companies. This should put a chill at the back of everybody's spine because if you if they are now demonetizing, taking away your ability to move money and to actually have an account because we don't have that many banks going on and you know we've got Bank of America, Chase, you know at. at at what point are you not no longer allowed to operate in this country if you don't? Submit to liberalism. This is tyranny. Well, it's happened to, you know, what, a couple, uh, like Chick-fil-A and a couple other places where they have just told them straight out cities that said, no, you can't open, you know, your your franchiser. Yeah. It's, it, you know, um, it's one of the things I said yesterday about Wayfair is that these Democrats feel entitled to tell businesses that they must produce a product. They must sell a product to people that they don't want to do business with. And likewise, they feel that they are completely entitled to dictate to businesses who they're not allowed to do business with. This is tyranny. You listen to what went on in that debate last night. Every From de Blasio saying, we can pay for all of our, all of our programs. The problem isn't that there isn't enough money. It's just in the wrong hands. They want to control every aspect of your life from what you eat, what you're allowed to wear, the kind of car you can drive, whether or not you can even drive a car, how big your house can be, set your thermostat, the food you're allowed to eat. And you better, you better subscribe to their groupthink or you're not going to be able to allow to have a checking account. We're on the road to Venezuela in a hurry and Cuba. I think, in fact, Bill de Blasio gave out some Che Guevara chant. At the end of the debate last night, this is really scary times that we've got here. Um, so DJ Carrot Sticks is not going to be with us tomorrow night. He's taking Friday off. What are your plans for the weekend, though, my friend? Anything fun you got planned? 
Yeah, on Saturday I'm going to. Uh, they're not a sponsor, but I'm still going to say it. DZ Akins. Okay. I'm going to DZ Akins with my family, and then Sunday we're all going to the Padre game. Okay, who are they playing? The St. Louis, St. Louis Cardinals. Ooh, okay. Could be should be a good battle. Yeah, we got to tell Brother Ed, who's from St. Louis, about that. Yeah, um, especially if they win, I'll tell him about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have a great weekend. Thank you for all you do. DJ uh, Potato Skins is going to be here tomorrow night. We've got a great lineup uh, for you guys. We've got um, with all this talk about LBGT. There's a California has a bill right now that's uh, going it's going to go before the legislature that will prevent any pastor or priest from doing any type of counseling that involves conversion therapy as well as then not being allowed to um, preach any biblical interpretation that says homosexuality is a sin. On tomorrow night's show, we've got a guest coming on who's going to talk about his conversion, and that should be an interesting conversation. And that reminds me, I do want to say, I want to follow up. I have a Facebook post tonight where I didn't like the fact that the, the a pride flag, a POW flag was taken down and a pride flag was put up. I want to make sure I, I make sure it's clear. I had to delete some really ugly, nasty comments that were on there. I don't hate gay people. I got a lot of gay friends. That's not what my post was about. My post was about the disrespect from this activist community, many of which involved in that community are not even gay, by the way, because it's not really about that. It's not about promoting one group or making sure that group has equality. It's about oppression of Christians and conservatives and traditional America. And that was my point on that post. And so I just want to make sure I clarify that um, because, and as I've told my gay friends, look, your, your movement is not about civil rights when your aim is to take civil rights away from somebody else. When your aim is to deny somebody else. We need to have equal rights for everybody and love for everybody. Tolerance does not equal submission to your groups. And you don't get respect by being disrespectful to others. Love you all. On that, I will leave you, and I will see you right back here tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.